Hello and welcome to episode two of Oto, the show about Asian music and what we think about it. And today's pretty good episode. But first, before we get into that, I want to introduce my co-host again, this uh, Evanor Elman. Hello. Thanks for having me uh, back again. And uh, this week we're talking about uh, Beautiful's Fest 03. It was a concert in 2003, if you can't guess by the moniker. It was a Visual K concert that was broadcast on uh, television in Japan. And that's a uh, pretty rare thing. They didn't, even to this day, or even at the height of its popularity, you didn't really see Visual K artists on television. They, it wasn't ever really a real popular genre. But, uh, there, there were a few exceptions. There was uh, the uh, Shockwave, I believe it was called. Yeah, did didn't like back in the early '90s. Uh, they had that. They had those special Olympic programs where all these bands did like track and field I, things. I, I remember what you're talking about, and I believe it was the late '90s. Uh, the uh, Visual K Athletic Meet, and there were two of them that that come to mind. Well, one of them having um, Bizer and. Uh, I'm probably, and as usual, I'm going to be butchering pronunciations tonight, so just you know, <laughs> keep, keep keep the lookout. Uh, <laughs> but a, quite a few different bands were in that. Uh, I remember Amadeus was in it. I think uh, Dust Foster was there too as well. Yep, Dula Quartz. A lot of the, the bigger indie bands of the time and made, made appearances. That That's one of the few exceptions. Uh, now, this particular concert that we're talking about tonight, it was... To represent the entire genre to the rest of the nation, pretty much, the bands that were featured ended up becoming really major acts in the visual case scene. They didn't become major. They certainly had an impact, and uh, most all of them, uh, at least the members anyway, are still active to this day. And and that's quite an accomplishment in the visual case scene because it's mostly a lot of teenage boys and they're out of it by by the time they're 25. Yeah, you you bring up a good point that this uh, yeah it it was just a concert you know in 2003. But if if you look back on it, there's a lot of bands that have you know if if you look back at it now, how drastically different they were at that time and where they are now. I, and even in a more popular state, it, it's really interesting. I'm sort of looking at the set list right now, and I'm like, okay, they're they're either major, disbanded, or you know, completely or gone. Or have a connection, or members have later formed major acts, or yeah. uh, reformed previous popular groups that they were a part of. Pretty comprehensive and talented group of musicians here in the in this particular concert. And it, and a lot of different musical styles represented too, which which uh, I thought I, it's worth noting. It's not uh, how we were saying last week, where there were a lot of goth, you know, undertones and you know a lot of chimey music and and sounds <laughs> that you hear. Uh, this concert actually had quite a breadth of of different musical styles, and and that that definitely caught my eye back in uh, late 2003 when uh, probably early 2004 when I saw it are, are you have you uh, seen the concert that we're talking about if yeah I actually have I'm sort of trying to rethink of some of the performances that I really liked a lot I know I really liked uh, the Gazette's performances at that time because they were still sort of young 
mm-hmm. and I and I really liked him at that point. Like looking at the set list again, sort of my personal bias comes in where I'm just thinking, okay, yeah, so they haven't disbanded, but they probably should have disbanded a few years ago. <laughs> but aside from that, I really enjoyed Dead Man's performance. They are, I, I consider them, I guess, my holy mecca of any band of of any band, I to be honest. They are probably my most favorite band. I would have to, I would have to agree with you on that. They are. One of my top, if not my favorite band, uh, that was the band that I followed from its inception, actually. Uh, I remember being a fan of uh, Mako's voice in his previous band, Kine. And there was uh, a lot of uh, member changes and, and things with with a couple of different bands, uh, with uh, Gullet and... Uh, other uh, Rio projects and Tosin, they tended to swap members out a lot. And yeah. and I liked that because they were all a group of talented guys that just traded off on each other. And then when I'm also looking at the list, I, I know a few artists where I'm, I can honestly say I don't even like. But I still respect that they all these types of bands formed together and they performed this concert. Whether or not like their popularity was different compared to another band, they just came together and they played. And it was pretty awesome. So I guess we'll talk about uh, the upcoming track. Up first, we have the band Craw, which uh, formed in 2002, I believe. I remember one of their first, uh, their very first music video and just how a very energetic and vibrant uh, the, the music was. And, and that that continues on with the track we're going to play, Honne which is one of their uh, latest singles, I think. Uh, came out not too long ago. What do you think of Craw? <laughs> I listened to them when they first came out a long time ago, and they never really, I guess, caught my interest, so I just never really followed them. But I have to give them props. They've been around for a really long time, since I think, yeah, what you're saying, 2001, 2002. You've had them be somewhat successful, or at least get a, a really strong following of fans to, like... To keep you afloat in in that type of genre. And Plus, I believe they're they're a major band now, actually. Yeah, they're on PS Company, right? Mm-hmm. They are yeah. uh, one of the one of the first PS Company bands, I want to say, uh, along with uh, Miyavi's solo career, which we'll we'll get to him a little later in tonight's episode. Then next up, we've got a uh, <laughs> a joke band. You know, I I love my joke bands, Ev. <laughs> This one is Pink Hallelujah, and I was reading on uh, Google Translated Wikipedia <laughs> from a uh, comedy special about a visual K-band, kind of like Japanese Spinal Tap. So if you can ever find it, uh, anything relating to Pink Hallelujah, I highly recommend looking into it, if, if especially if you're into that kind of humor. They only had a handful of songs, I, I think only two. And uh, we're going to be playing one of them, and that's uh, Bloody Angel. And I'm, that's one I'm, that they uh, played on played at the concert. Go ahead, sorry. I'm, I'm looking at one of their images right now, and it's pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> they do have a, a stereotypical appearance. If you can, give them a quick Google image search there, and you'll see that it's it's over the top the in every stuff. bad way. And the music matches perfectly. <laughs> Here we go with Cross Honet and Pink Hallelujah's Bloody Angel. <laughs> <laughs> 
Brody, Brody. I love it. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I really can't. <laughs> I've been listening to it all day today, actually. That and uh, the upcoming Miyavi track. I'm just, I'm addicted to them. Uh, so that was Pink Hallelujah's Bloody Angel. And uh, Ev, we're looking at a picture of them just a little while ago. <laughs> and I, again, guys, if give them a quick Google image search. Look them up on Last.fm. You'll enjoy it. Look them up on YouTube. You will enjoy it. Just an amusing little act. And I'd love to see, you know, the original videotapes. Now that we're back, want to talk about uh, Lab and Caligari and why they're the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, they're <laughs> fan- fan- that like that whole connection of Caligari, Lab, and, you know, Goat Bed and just all the other mm-hmm. side of the little projects. They're awesome really good sort of niche thing or i don't know what i don't even know how to really describe caligari sometimes because they're they're all over the place i know a lot of people don't like to say that they are a vk band but they might they could easily have maybe started in that sort of organization well, it's may, it, maybe maybe like maybe seen but they've definitely like blossomed into just this original band that still makes music today i uh couldn't agree more uh there is a bit of a, a bias when when bands get labeled as visual k uh, i personally see it as you know if you take any interest in your visual presentation your your stage production your if you go through the trouble of having an aesthetical presence at all then you might as well just consider yourself a visual band i don't see why you shouldn't but yeah even uh artists like uh Manson and uh, early Mudvayne. I know they they only did it to get noticed, but hey, a lot of Visual K bands do just that. Yeah, you try to you try to get a rise out of people, or you try to stick out, as you were saying, from the group. But then once you have that following, once you have the popularity, it sort of is just easier not to you know dress up or put and, as much and I can understand effort in the visual too. aspect. Yeah, and, and and I can understand how you know being glam, being a visual act, how that can be kind of a young man's game, if you will. You you have more to prove, I guess, so you're trying to get as much of yourself out there. And that is with artists that that do take it seriously. There there's a considerable amount who kind of take it from the kind of want to say the Motley Crue eh, avenue of it. <laughs> We're just in it for you know the band girls and. And the groupies. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it, it's a total business, and people have to remember that when you look at any other band, you know, some bands, VK or not, they are there to make a profit, while others, right. you know, really and, uh, do have their heart and soul in it, which is sort of cool because there's a lot of bands that are still sort of like that, where that they respect, I guess, visual key as a as a genre, as its own thing, and is and they're they're trying to carry what it what like what it is to maybe the new fans or the new the the young kids the the new generation you know what i mean it's probably also worth mentioning that probably the most profitable band to ever exist is comparably you know it, it's a they're a visual k band and that's kiss now granted they did take off the makeup you know based on certain trends but you know visual k bands do that too you know once it becomes back in style you'll see them start put putting the makeup and the costumes back into it. You see that a lot with bands like Nightmare and Gazette, which you know we we'll, we've talked a little bit about tonight. So yeah, it's nothing out of the ordinary. Have a a, a band that is a little on the artsy fartsy side, kind of fluctuate with 
whether or not they want to bother with costumes and makeup. <laughs> and most of the time, I sort of like that in respect that going back to Caligari and Lab, like a lot of these people would just basically be in drag in per- during performance or, you know. Yes, Onan Spellmermaid, one of my favorite drag queens. I don't, you can have your RuPaul's Drag Race. I will keep my Onan Spellmermaid. Thank you very much. And if you don't <laughs> know who that is, go to YouTube and look him up. He is hilarious and amazing and fabulous. And and a fan, uh, why it's even relevant is uh, he is a frequent background dancer and actor in a lot of Caligari vignettes and, and little sketches that they do. They do a lot of comedic things. They're a very comedic band. I, I tend, as you've noticed, to like that sort of thing. They're also considered a, sort of similar to Mary. They're like that Eroguro erotic grotesque type of thing, which is, you know, just as sort of the name says it like a lot like a lot of their lyrics focus on erotic and grotesque Im- Im- imagery mm-hmm. so i think that's that's something important to bring up at least with Caligari, because i know they were sort of like one of the forefront people to you know push that into popularity i guess that is that would be correct um they're probably the first eroguro uh band that i that i ever came across and uh definitely one of the first and in, in, in or originators of that movement it's not a very big movement i I can't name probably more than 10 decent eroguro bands off the top of my head but caligari early mary uh certain muck uh tracks or mook mook tracks is sex android oh yes sex android of course oh i have had such trouble coming across Sex Android tracks. We're gonna have to play them one week. They're they're fantastic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's sa- still in that same vein. I'm trying to think too. That's if, actually really hard. Uh, Cody Mero may have had some from Aragon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you can probably argue for a lot of bands. You know, some someone can say, oh well, yeah, they mentioned something like this in one of their songs, so they must be that type of band. Right. But... So long as they mention something sexual, they're going to be, you know, lo- you know, tagged that way on Last FM forever and a day. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Dummy children? I don't know. I haven't seen. I'm not so good with Japanese, and and I haven't looked at very many translations of their lyrics. See, that's where I'm having a lot of trouble. Is to classify a band as an Eroguro band, it, it you have to quantify it in their look. Is it is it dingy, dirty, grungy, erotic, and grotesque? Is uh, and also the lyrical content has to fit in that vein. If the lyrical content doesn't fit, then you know they're just you know an Angura band, you know an underground band. I that's something I never really understood. To to be honest, uh, well I understood it, but I, I just never really I get. I guess bought that whole. Oh yeah, we're different like that. The sound. I, I I really have no idea what I'm talking about right now. But the only like and an, like Angura band or whatever that I, I remember a lot is obviously like Muku. And the most recent one is that M band. Did did you ever listen to them? Yeah, I've, I I like their stuff. They they're they're kind of Muku light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Might want to explain a little bit. Um, the Japanese have a fascination with combining two words to make a separate third word that's a combination of both words so for eroguro that's erotic and grotesque and uh, you can see this in uh even with 
I'll branch into my Sailor Moon fandom here a bit. I'll be doing an anime episode here soon because I got a I got a fangirl out about about my Ranmas and my and my Urasayatsuras and <laughs> Sailor Moons. But uh, yeah, Sailor Moon there uh, has a musical uh, a, cha- a series of live action musicals, and they don't call it Sailor Moon the musical. They call it Sailor Mute short for Sailor Moon Musicals. And uh, you, you see that a lot when uh, you get into kind of clicky, maybe vernacular in Japanese society. They, they love doing that. So that's what that means, and that's why they do that. It's just kind of a cool way to say erotic and grotesque without saying the full thing. Uh, and uh, Angura, it does mean uh, underground. So... Just about any indie band that, you know, is really into their street cred will call themselves an Angura K-band. Uh, I won't lie, I tend to like bands like that. And uh, Kaligari, Lab, they definitely fit the bill. Miyavi, who we have coming up after, not so much. <laughs> Miyavi is straight up pop rock and, and catchy as all get out. I actually really did not like any of his early stuff. I thought it was super annoying. I, I was offended that he went that route specifically after the, the, the like, the, oh my god, Duala Quartz was an amazing band. If anyone out there is listening, try to get their best album and just listen to that. It's just a solid release. The guitar work on that whole the, album is the, awesome. Uh, Kikasa, their bassist, is, is a talented individual, and I was a fan of his uh, record label, which dissolved here recently. But to tell you what we're, we've got coming up, we've got Labs Since Yesterday, which is a cover of a Strawberry Switchblade song. They're a dark wave. Uh, uh, British band, aren't they British? Or Scottish? Um, I can't even remember their country of origin. Not Japanese, though. I, I know that. No, they're not Japanese. They are of Eastern European descent. <laughs> Uh, they're from, oh yeah, they are from Scotland. They're from Glasgow. 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 Uh, they, we have a cover of Since Yesterday from Strawberry, uh, originally by Strawberry Switchblade, covered by Lab. And, uh, it's Lab's guitarist, Al, uh, later on in a single by Caligari called Shabaranda. Thirdly, Miyavi's Pleasure, uh, which came off of his, uh, Samurai Sessions Volume 1 here recently, and I've just been completely addicted to it. So enjoy. Just close your eyes and then remember The soul you look away Quit to mark as you wish You had today And a decision alone Looking for a reason to go on It's all because all we have now And we're supposed to yesterday If you see the way
O-T-O. Go! 
OTO. Miyavi's Pleasure, again from Samurai Sessions Volume 1, which is a uh, new project he started, uh, I think, last year, maybe 2011, late 2011, he announced it. 
where he's working with uh, various other musicians. I believe there's about seven on on this on this mini album here, the the Samurai Sessions Volume One, which which would make sense for the whole theme. I think he was trying to go with. Uh, and Ev, I know you um, not too big a fan of his early stuff, but I highly recommend that uh, mini album. It's really well put together. There is a track or two on it that's you know a bit hit and miss, uh, and I, I think that's because it it tries to. It, the lyrics are all in English, and it doesn't flow too well. It's a <laughs> usual, typical problem with, with Japanese music when they when does they, he when have they... A, does he have dubstep in the in the mini album? Ah, uh, there's a little bit of whoop whoop. There's a little bit. Oof, 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 oof. Miyavi. Like from his from his his newer stuff, what I've seen, like I I respect him as a musician. He's a really good guitarist. But I really just hated his whole shtick that he had in the beginning of his solo career. Like it really turned me off. But there's this one song that I know I I really liked a lot. I I saw the the promotional video for it and I thought I was like, oh, it's a nice song. It's that like Itoshi best friend or something like that. I don't know. Do you know what song uh, I'm talking about? Itoshi Hito. Um, I think that's the one he performed at Beautiful's Fest. He did an acoustic version of it. Anytime he does an acoustic track, I I have to fall in love with it. It's it's always the same kitschy. I'm gonna knock on my acoustic guitar for the rhythm of the track, and yeah, it gets me every time. I love it. He's like Khaki King, if you know who that is, but that's something else. <laughs> but he used to be before he he got a successful solo career. He was in a VK band called Duella Quartz, and they were they were pretty popular as well. One of the top indie bands at the time, if if I remember correctly. Uh, had a huge, huge cult following. Um, I know when I got into the indie visual K bands around the year 2000, 2001, they were all anybody could talk about. They were the end-all, be-all of this of this scene. All the GeoCity sites and... <laughs> yeah. Uh, a- angelfire.com hobby then he uh, changed it from a b to a v don't ask me why i don't know and geocities if you don't know was a hosting service in the late 90s early 2000s that was free and you could go and post pictures of these guys and not have to pay for their photo sets and it was a real eye opener back for... when you back when you used to use lycos for a search engine <laughs> there, there, uh, the, there's a promotional video by uh, Duel Accords for this song called Jisatsu Gambo. They're basically playing in the middle of the woods, and I think at sometimes you can actually see like a car passing by in the background. <laughs> but <laughs> you can see awesome. that in some awesome. videos as well. Uh, Vidal or Vidaru uh, <laughs> also had one where they're just romping through the woods, and you could randomly see passersby. It's great. It's great. Uh, and actually, Jisatsu Gambo, that's uh, my favorite song by Dula Quartz. And my second screen name I ever had was based off of that song. It had Jisatsu really? in it because I thought it was that kitschy and cool to have suicide. That's what it means. Jisatsu, yeah. suicide. I, I thought it was so cool and edgy to have Jisatsu in my screen name. My my first screen name was uh, Psyduck88. That. That's another story. I know you and your Pokemans. But yeah, coming up uh, on our uh, final piece tonight, the project of a performer 
that was in Beautiful's Fest 03, and that's uh, Diego Stardust Project Breakers, uh, which is a pretty recent thing. I Honestly, this guy kind of fell off the radar for me. Um, how about you, Bev? Yeah, uh, to be honest, he's never even been on my radar. <laughs> I never, never really got into him. I saw him once play at Beautiful's, but I think he was so far out of the the spectrum or not not in the spectrum of just my tunnel vision of what I was liking at that time. And right. I just discarded him to the side. But he's I think he's probably like much more successful than a lot of other bands that I, I, I was into at that time, or at least now. That's probably true. Uh, he always struck me as, um, if you know who he is, a TM Revolution, uh, who was also popular around that time. Pop rock and glitzy glamour. I'm highly inspired by David Bowie. Kind of, kind of feel. But, uh, but I would, I'd have to disagree. TM uh, Re- Revolution. What? Wait. Sorry. 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 I mean, with the, with the TM Revolution, the, their vocalist, his vocalist is insane for TM Revolution. <laughs> yes, like, really, and, and he I'm is insane. To that, I'm just saying that's that's what that's the vibe I got from Daigo is that he was. Trying- <laughs> Be another TM Revolution. I am in no way saying that TM Revolution is in, and um, uh, I know what TM stands for, and it's the man's name, and he's in a an actual band now, isn't he? Yeah, I think so too. Isn't he in that Abidong Boys School? Abidong. I don't know. And yeah, I, hate I know quite a few people that have uh, that are big fans of them. Honestly, I haven't heard much by them i'm probably gonna have to check them out here soon i keep hearing good things uh so maybe we'll play them here soon so going back to daigo stardust uh he did play at the beautifuls 03 which is sort of surprising because again he was sort of not in that same not not really in that type of scene if that makes any sense but he still performed he probably had the most memorable antic of the night though i don't know if you remember what happened i don't okay well Visual K boys, you know, they they dress kind of on the girly side and they may look a little effeminate. A thing called fan service is quite popular where you'll get uh, homoerotic gestures during a performance. Daigo and Miyavi had a moment together, if you will, that that was quite memorable to to those at the time, viewing it at the time. Many fanfics were written based off. Of many that. were, many were, and many were ignored on Live Journal. If you remember what Live Journal is, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty big in Japanese music community. I don't really use it too much nowadays. But uh, yeah, coming up we have final song of the evening is Breakers Overriding, one of their latest singles. I do try to give you all the latest and greatest here on Oto. But before we get into that, if you'd like to contact us, you can contact us at www.oto-show.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash theotoshow uh, or email me directly at theotoshow at gmail.com. And you can also join our Last FM group. If you search Oto in Last FM groups, you'll find us, um, see what we're listening to and help us keep track of what you guys are listening to. And uh, Ev, where can we contact you? The best place to contact me is through my uh, last FM page. Uh, my username is Yami Bito, Y-A-M-I-B-I-T-O. You can just send me a message there, bother me there. That's totally fine. And you can find mine through his. It is not on air appropriate verbiage. <laughs> so here we go. We have a uh, final song of the night, Breakers Overriding. Have a good night, y'all. 
ないでいて今日の私にもう会えないから半は咲くでもあの日散った花は見れないこの一瞬の時は始まりで終わり青い空沈む太陽繰り返し巡る季節ふと見上げると同じ形の雲は流れてなかった心に刻むよこの瞬間を変わり続ける君のその姿を瞳に映すよ君の毎日は上書きの連続で立ち止まっていても更新されてくだから今一歩一歩踏みしめて歩いてくはしゃぎ回ってた幼き日々も初めて恋した淡い青春も壁にぶつかって流す涙も忘れないようにだからバイバイバイバイまた会いましょう